city to city, state to state, worldwide, you are in the zone, baby. Are you ready? Tell me who can stop me. I'm in the zone. Competition's none in a league of my own. All about the W. I'ma bring it home when it's over with. I'ma be the king of the throne. Now who can stop me? I'm in the zone. Competition's none in a league of my own. All about the W. I'ma bring it home when it's over with. I'ma be the king of the throne. Welcome to this edition of the Alliance to XFL show. I am the A-Train Arlington Lane. It's week seven of the Alliance season. And coming up on the program, Howard Balzer is back again to talk week six, the wild week six that it was. Uh, also gonna talk a bit about Johnny Manziel. So yeah, that's the biggest news in the Alliance and practically one of the biggest sports stories over the past weekend and we'll touch base on the upcoming week seven. And then we'll do our news and notes to close out the program. This show is sponsored by VK Credit Repair and Preferred Realty Investment Company. Preferred Realty Investment Company. Call Lady Shannon today at 636-383-9396. She can get you closed in 30 days if you're looking to sell your home or if you're looking to enroll to better your credit. Call Lady Shannon today, 636 636- 383-9396. At VK Credit Repair, you can go to vkcreditrepair.as.me. Kendra Dean will be looking forward to your consultation and make sure that she can help you better your credit the best way possible. So make sure that you go to vkcreditrepair.as.me for a consultation. You can find her on Instagram at unlimitedcredit850. We'll take a time out. We'll come back with Howard Balzer. Right after this, you're listening to the Alliance to XFL show right here on the In The Zone Network. I'm Alexander for the End Zone Network. I got newest sponsor in the studio with us, Lady Shannon of Preferred Realty Investment Company. Absolutely. Hey, I can get you closed in 30 days if you're looking to sell your home very fast or if you're looking to enroll to better your credit. So you'll be able to enroll me? Absolutely. What's your number? My number is 636-383-9396. 636-383-9396? got it. So you are Preferred Realty Investment Company? Yes, where you make moves that move you. That's the company I prefer. Awesome. This is In The Zone. They all want to know what's causing all this. In St. Louis, the talk of the NFL, a talk of professional football, is alive and well again. Now you got got Benjamin Albright and and Albert Breer on the air in St. Louis radio talking about the possibility of football coming to St. Louis. But why is this happening? You know why? Because Derek... King sparked the conversation on the In The Zone Network. My name is Ronnie, and I have used VK Credit Repair for 30 days. And in 30 days, my credit score has gone up 90 points. 
Kendra gave me a clear plan of what we needed to do in order to make the improvements on my credit. She did them for me. She came through on every deadline. She gave me instructions on what to do, what not to do. I saw four collections fall off in 30 days. That's what she did for me. My future in regards to business for my children and for me looks very promising and bright. And it's a small investment in your time and your money in regards to what it can do for you overall. So I'm just so appreciative of it. And I stand behind her because I've seen magic. I've seen it. I owe all of that to Kendra and DK Credit Repair. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In the Zone Network. This is it. Back on this edition of the Alliance to XFL show, the A Train Arlington Lane. He's back again, folks. Howard Balzer of AAF.com is with us again. Howard, how are you doing today? Arlington, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I have to say is what a week six that we have uh, witnessed. Uh, so many things have happened off the field and on the field. I'm going to get to the on the field part right now. First off, I got to talk about what happened in that Arizona Orlando game because Orlando, you know, suffered their first loss and it was a big surprise to the league. Yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise, and but it, you know, it just shows no matter what the level of football that. If, if you don't bring your A game or at least aren't close to your A game on any day that, you know, teams can beat you. And there's, you know, Orlando's had a share as, has had a share of close games or at least, you know, games that were pretty competitive. And a lot of times they pulled, pulled ahead late, but, you know, Arizona was, was playing a, with a little bit, you know, of a mission. And, and the key was they, they got a couple of injured players back that had missed all three, you know, pretty much all three of their losses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they started out winning their first two, and then they lost three in a row. And, and they lo- Steven Johnson, who might be, is, is not might be, he is one of the best defensive players in the league, and he left during their week three game, uh, which they ended up losing, and then missing <clears throat> the next two weeks. And so... Um, and then, and, and so he missed the losses. He came back for the game against Orlando, and that was really a big key. There mm-hmm. is the defense was really able uh, to slow down that Orlando offense. And Garrett Gilbert, who had been completing over sixty percent of his passes for most of the season, that was under fifty percent for the game mm-hmm. through his first interception of the season. And so that was one aspect of it. Offensively, they had a. Uh, you know, their best receiver, obviously, is Rashad Ross. But as we all know, when you can have a really good receiver, but if he's not getting a lot of help from other receivers, then defenses can do things to take him away. Well, the Hot Shots have a, a pretty good uh, number two, you know, number two type guy, number two slash number three guy, and Richard Mullaney, mm-hmm. who, by the way, had also missed their three losses after playing the first two games. And he doesn't put up big numbers, but... He is a guy that uh, you know that can you know can get open and take some of the pressure off Ross. So in this game against Orlando, they pretty much held Ross in check, but Mullaney had a really nice game. In fact, I think it was the first play of the game. He had a twenty-yard reception. It was almost as if to say, "Hey, he's back. You better watch out for him." <laughs> right. And so, so, so that added some balance 
a little more balance uh, to their passing game. And they, they just played a real solid game. And it was, a, it was kind of a desperate situation for them because they would have fallen to two and four and obviously wouldn't knock them out of the playoffs. But it's pretty tight there in that Western Conference. And so uh, with that win coupled with San Diego's loss, uh, then those two teams are, are tied for second place now at three and three. I know we'll get to it in a moment, but they play this week uh, in, you know, in Arizona. And, and so it was a interesting game, you know, for the, like I said, for the hot shots and getting, getting some, and they lost some close games, which of course is always the key in, in football is winning, winning your close games. And so uh, they were able to, to withstand Orlando and give them uh, their first loss in the season. So, and, you know, you never know, uh, you know, it's no matter what the level it's it's hard to go undefeated. Yep. And so, Certainly, that uh, that got uh, that got the Apollos this past weekend, and of course, it was in Orlando. Game was in Orlando, but you know, give credit to Arizona for just playing a really good a really good game. Howard Balzer is joining me right now on the Alliance to XFL show. We're talking uh, week six. And speaking of which, you had just spoke about the uh, San Diego fleet, who was probably in the best game, one of the best games of the Lions uh, inaugural season so far with the game they had against the Iron. Even though they didn't come up with the victory, it was surely uh, one of the best games by far this season. Yeah, in fact, they've had probably uh, two, two of the best games two weeks in a row. Uh, yeah. The week before, that yeah. uh, was the game against Salt Lake, uh, in which went was, had a crazy final uh, couple minutes of that game. <laughs> yes, it did. And the fleet now, you know, the fleet now, and then that was, you know, like you said, a wild one. Two weeks in a row, their games have been decided on a game-ending field goal yes. as time expired. You know, they won in week five as uh, a game I was just, we were just talking about against the. Uh, who was that against? I'm trying to remember who, who, who was even against. Salt Lake, Salt Lake, Salt Lake. Right, right. And so then this past week, you know, they lose at home where they hadn't lost the season uh, to Birmingham. Right. On a on the same thing on a field goal uh, to end the game. And crazy part was, two weeks before that, they they lost to Memphis on a on a field goal with it wasn't last play of the game, but it was with about two forty to go. In the game, they lost on a on a last second field goal, yeah, or at least a last minute field goal. So mm-hmm. three weeks in a row, uh, they've been involved, and the game's coming down pretty much uh, to kickers. And so uh, they, uh, you know, they came from behind in that game to tie it, and but then the defense uh, couldn't stop, uh, you know, couldn't stop Birmingham, which really, you know, they they were in a little bit of a funk. They had lost two games in a row. Looked like they might start getting challenged for that second playoff spot yeah. in the Eastern Conference. And they just came out throwing the ball downfield. It was interesting because the week before, Luis Perez had been replaced by Keith Price, who did a really nice job. Yep. And so Price started this this game against San Diego, and then got uh, you know banged up a little bit. And Perez came in. And all of a sudden, they're throwing the ball down the field mm-hmm. and hitting big plays that that they hadn't done uh, too much of. And and for Mizzou fans uh, out there. Well, Damian Washington yeah. uh, had had a huge game yes, he did. Uh, for the Iron. You know, had four catches for 128 yards, was the league's offensive player of the week, and had an 83-yard touchdown, uh, which which tied for the longest touchdown play in the game, uh, in a game uh, this season. So he had a big game, and they had a lot of explosive plays, which really took advantage 
of that fleet defense. I was impressed with a lot with the offenses of especially this past week, not just from uh, this game, but from uh, weeks prior. You know, they have been doing uh, – the, the fleet have been doing well. They've averaged at least 25 points in each game, despite the fact they were one and two uh, during, those, uh, during that period. But that's what I, I like – I think that's what the fans would like seeing is the great offense that's coming out from these uh, different uh, teams. Yeah, no, no question about it. You know, we saw it in the NFL last season with – with the scoring explosion that there was and some of the unbelievable games that they had in the NFL and how that uh, was, was affected TV ratings in a very positive way. And so we're starting to see that here. We're not getting those unbelievably high-scoring games, mm-hmm. but we are seeing offenses evolve. And it's, you know, Bill Polian, you know, the uh, head of football in the league, of course, longtime general manager in the NFL, had a comment earlier in the, early in the year when he likened it to baseball and said, "What's all, what often happens at the beginning of the season is that the pitchers are ahead of the hitters, and and so same is kind of true in football. A lot of times, the defense is ahead of the offense, and yep. especially in this league where all these teams were just you know put together and were learning each other for the first time in a training camp that only lasted about about three and a half weeks, and so it was to be expected, and you would hoped." that the offenses would improve and begin to gel yep. as the season went on. And especially not only from a quarterback receiver hookup, but from an offensive line uh, standpoint of getting offensive linemen. Cause that's always the key with offensive lines is not necessarily only the ability of the players, but their, uh, you know, their, their, the impact of them playing together and playing as a unit. And so that only happens with time and playing together. And so now we've seen that start to come together. And, uh, and, it's, and, it, and it, like you said, it's had an effect where quarterbacks are, you know, getting a feel for things and getting comfortable and offenses playing, uh, you know, showing some improvement. Uh, what I'm seeing here, and I'm very grateful for what this league has uh, established in just uh, a few weeks. And it's crazy is that we're getting towards the end of the season. Uh, we're at week seven, so it's like in three weeks we're going to be talking playoffs and championships. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's the funny part about uh, this uh, this season with the Alliance. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick time out. We're going to come back with more Howard Balls, and we're going to talk a bit about the big news that's in the Alliance. And you should know, if you are following the Alliance, you should know what I'm talking about. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Alliance XFL show right here on the End the Zone Network. I'm Alexander for the End Zone Network. I got a newest sponsor in the studio with us, Lady Shannon, a preferred realty investment company. Absolutely. Hey, I can get you closed in 30 days if you're looking to sell your home very fast or if you're looking to enroll to better your credit. So you be able to enroll me? Absolutely. What's your number? My number is 636-383-9396. 636-383-9396? Got it. So you are preferred realty investment company? Yes, where you make moves that move you. That's the company I prefer. Awesome. This is In The Zone. They all want to know what's causing all this. In St. Louis, the talk of the NFL, a talk of professional football, is alive and well again. Now you got got Benjamin Albright and and Albert Breer on the air in St. Louis radio talking about the possibility of football coming to St. Louis. 
But why is this happening? You know why? Because Derek King sparked the conversation. On the In the Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to the In the Zone Network. Back on this edition of the Alliance of XFL show, the A-Train Arlington Lane. Howard Balzer is joining me right now from AAF.com. We've been talking a bit about the wild week six that was, but the big news that happened over the past week was the arrival of Johnny Manziel to the Memphis Express. Howard, how did that all come about? Well, it was you know kind of a combination of things, certainly. You know, first came the story during a few weeks ago, uh, during the week of the combine, when the story came out that he had been released uh, by the Montreal Al- Alouettes, the team he was with in the Canadian Football League, mm-hmm. and so at that time uh, the Alliance started uh, looking into it and looking into uh, whatever issues there were that haven't been talked about to uh, not only why he was released by the team, but the league saying he had not lived up to. Uh, whatever agreements he had made when he signed with them. And so the league barred his signing uh, by any team. So the league began investigating it then, looking into it. And the way it, I'm fairly certain the way it came together, you know, over the weekend uh, was that there had been some talks. And, but the, the point, the key is, is where, where is he going to play? And it's, it's, you know, we'll, we'll get to it. I know a little bit more in a moment. You know, it's tough to join a team, especially as a quarterback, at this stage of the season when there's not that much time left. Mm-mm. Obviously, you got to, you know, whatever whatever the level of the offense is, you have to, you know, learn it. You have to got to get on the same page with your receivers and all those things. And it's easy to say, well, there's practice time, but we all know that's a lot different than games. Yep. So, but any in any event, Memphis which started the season with Christian Hackenberg as the starter, mm-hmm. and he got benched, was not playing well at all. Zach Mettenberger came in and did a pretty nice job, uh, was playing pretty solid for them. Then he gets hurt. Uh, and in fact, I believe it was on the first play of their game against Salt Lake, and his replacement, and, and they didn't even bring in Hackenberg at that point. They brought in Brandon Silvers, who had a you know pretty solid game, uh, but, but the Express are sitting there at 1-5, and five, and they're wondering what they're going to do with the quarterback spot. And so I think it came together relatively quickly uh, on, on that day, and it was that evening that, the, that it was announced that uh, the league had reached an agreement with him on the standard uh, player contract. And then it went through the normal process, which his rights, his college allocation rights, belong to the San Antonio Commanders because he went to Texas A&M. And the commanders waive those rights. And, of course, they're, they're in a playoff run. They've got a pretty darn good quarterback. And yep. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, they, uh, they did not want, you know, any distraction in terms of what they're doing. And we know if Johnny Manziel was in San Antonio, it would have been, that would have been the story in, instead of the team and how well they're playing and have their quarterback, Logan Woodside, has done a very nice job. So they exactly. waive their rights. Exactly. And so then you go through the normal waiver system, just like the NFL does, to who would get his rights. 
and Memphis had first shot because they have the worst record in the league at one and five, and they they claimed them. Now they could have waived those rights, or maybe tried to trade those rights, or passed on it, and it would have gone through. And you know who, who knows what would have happened. But I think Memphis looked at it as, hey, uh, let's let's just take a let's 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 look at him, let's bring him in, mm-hmm. let's see what he's got, let's you know check it all out. And and the Express have three of their last four games at home. And what's uh, starting with this week, and what's really interesting is their one road game on April sixth is at San Antonio, <laughs> and that game and that game is going to be on CBS. Oh my! Uh, that was announced. Yeah, that was announced last week. Right. That CBS was picking up uh, another game in the regular season. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see exactly where Matt Manziel is at that point. Yep. In you know in the season, how much he's played. When's he going to play his first game? Who knows. But this is almost, I think this is also a litmus test, so to speak, not only for Memphis, but, you know, we see what happens. Who knows? And this is just purely speculation. He could end up with, he might end up with a different team next year when the dust clears and teams are looking at their rosters. You know, who knows? You know, who knows what, what could happen from here? But now he's got an opportunity, which in this league is all about uh, opportunity. He's got an opportunity to show what he can do in a, in, yes, in a, in a short period of time. But also, I think, show that he's committed to the work and whatever you have to do to, to be, on whatever level you're on uh, to be the best you can be at that position. So it's going to be interesting to, to see that with Memphis and with Mike Singletary as the head coach. It's Like you said, it, it has been interesting to see. And uh, he's been out there. He, uh, there were uh, photos and video uh, of him in practice at uh, from Memphis camp. So that has been is stating that you know he really wants to do this. He wants to try and get back in, you know. But you know how serious is he really going to take that? That's been the uh, biggest thing from Johnny, you know, in his in if, in his football career. You know, will he take right. it serious? So that is the key here. Is he going to take it serious? Like you said, we we will have to find out and see for sure. Uh, before you go, Howard, uh, let's go over to week seven. And um, I'll just I'll just say real quick before we I'll just say this very quickly. Okay. I think he real he realizes this is probably his last chance. And so that I think will from his mind it will drive him to be as best as he can be. Obviously it's it's all up to him on that level, but this is this is likely his last chance. And he probably realizes that. I'm, I'm glad that you said it again because I think the people need to hear that term. And I think people already know that have been following Manziel's career that this is really is his last chance because uh, I'm surprised. I was very surprised that he signed with the Alliance. You know, I was looking – I was thinking the XFL, but I was thinking about the rules that they – you know, that was going to be stipulated into his contract. Would they, would they dismiss them or would they stand their ground? And it looks like he was going to try and do – do it his do it his best, you know, with the alliance here, and you know, I was very surprised by that. Yeah, I don't know what options there were, if there were with the with the XFL, or where they or the, where they were, but also that would mean waiting till next year, yep. if in fact they were interested. Yep. And so now he's got an opportunity to at least show something right now uh, on a on a quick basis. And again, if he, if he can show some positive things, no, no one should expect too much because I don't care. Again, like I said earlier, I don't care what the level is. It's not easy to just walk on a team as a quarterback and, and suddenly be totally in rhythm and comfortable and all that. But if he shows, if he shows that work ethic and he shows that he's making progress, then, then that's a positive. 
uh, for him in terms of you know making you know making something out of this because you know in the XFL is talking about paying quarterbacks more than you know what what the alliance is paying, but bottom line for him is that if he's if he's going to have a path back to the NFL, uh, this is probably the best chance get some games in this year, yep. then play next year, and then after the season you could move seamless, seamlessly to the NFL. Whereas if you're waiting till next year to get this start, that might be a little tougher. Yep. Let's move over to week seven as we talk with Howard Balzer right here on the Alliance to XFL show. We got the uh, Orlando Apollos and Atlanta Legends and then the Salt Lake Stallions going against San Antonio, San Antonio at home. And then we got probably uh, the, the game of the week is the fleet and hot shots because that's second place that we're looking at in Birmingham against uh, Memphis at home. Now, I'm going to check in with the fleet and hot shots. Why? Because, like I said before, this is for number two in the West. Uh, so what do you see with these two teams here? Yeah, I think it should be a heck of a matchup. And I think you're right. It is you know, probably the game uh, of the weekend. And they, they both have the ability to move the football uh, on offense. And I would, I would suspect it'll be a close game. And, by the way, it's the first of two times these teams haven't played yet. Of course, every team's in the same conference that play each other twice. Yeah. And so they play this weekend, and then in the final week of the regular season, they will meet again in San Diego. So that could certainly tell the tale of who is the second-place team or still, still a chance at first place. They're both only a game behind uh, San Antonio, mm-hmm. and which, which, of course, by the way, returns home. Uh, now they have three weeks in a row at home after playing four weeks in a row on the road. But, yeah, I think the matchup is, is a really good one. In terms of you know both teams are playing pretty good defense. You know San Diego has you know got a pretty good pretty good pass rush uh, offensively. Uh, both their quarterbacks. I think the the big key is don't make mistakes. I mean Mike Bercovici, who's done a nice job since coming back as the fleet starter, he still has some of those moments where he makes a throw and he's going, why'd you make that throw? And it turns into a turnover. <laughs> and so that's that's what I think I I believe that's what he has to avoid for uh, the fleet to be able to pull out a win but hey who knows it might be it might be the fourth fourth week in a row that a game for san diego comes down to the final minutes and is decided uh, by a field goal or less and that game is going to be on cbs sports network on sunday um for the apollos and they're taking on the legends you know you look at it on paper it's looking like the apollos are going to walk over the legends but what does the legends have to do to stop the apollos Basically, don't turn it over. I mean, here we are talking about that one thing you can't do in the NFL. And they were on a pretty good run, a pretty good roll before last week's game. And they'd had over 400 yards uh, two weeks in a row. And Ken Zampisi had come in as the new offensive coordinator and was doing a really nice job. And all of a sudden, they were only a game out of second place uh, in the conference. And then they just felt the turnovers just killed them uh, early, you know, early in the game. And before they knew it, uh, they were down 20 to nothing. And so that, that pretty much ended all hopes they had of pulling off an upset over the commanders. And Aaron Murray had a lost fumble and, and three, uh, three interceptions in the game after playing, uh, doing a nice job the, the weeks before that. So that, that's what they have to avoid to have a chance uh, against the Apollos. Their defense is playing pretty solid. So, you know, we'll see if they're able to slow down all those Orlando weapons, but, uh, they they have to play almost a perfect game, and you know that Orlando is smarting 
a bit after losing that game yeah. uh, last week. So mm-hmm. they're they're, they're going to come in. They they beat Atlanta forty to six in in the opening weekend. That's right. And certainly Atlanta wants to you know turn the tables from that and certainly play a much more representative game. But like I said, they're going to have to play almost a perfect game to hang with hang with Orlando for all four quarters. And you got the Commanders against the Stallions and. Uh, the Stallions did pick up a win last week, and so did the Commanders in a commanding way, <laughs> all puns intended, uh, uh, against the Legends. Uh, what is it going to be for the Stallions to try and make an upset win over San Antonio? You know, big, here I sound like a broken record, but <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, the Commanders, I think they've had nine takeaways uh, the last two weeks. And a bu- they lead the league in interceptions, and they just, you know, they do a, they do a, a good overall job on defense. And so from the Salt Lake standpoint, like I said, you know, don't turn it over. They've, they've got some pretty good, you know, off guys on offense, very good defense. So I think that they can slow down that San Antonio offense. We didn't really have a whole lot of yards in last week's game, but they didn't run that many plays uh, because, because of the turnovers. And, you know, they had a punt return for a touchdown and interception return That's for right. a touchdown. That's right. So both of those, both of those situations, yeah, they 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 didn't have an offensive possession, so they didn't have that many plays, and so uh, that's what Salt Lake that's what Salt Lake has to avoid. But defensively, they have one of the best defensive players in the league, and Carter Schultz, mm-hmm. who had two sacks last week and leads the league with seven sacks. I'm fairly certain he's going to get a look somewhere in the NFL once this season ends. And so they're they're like I said, their defense is playing playing pretty well. So I, I think they'll be able to do a, a decent enough job on San Antonio, but the key will be that offense in terms of, you know, trying to control it and, and not turning it over to the San Antonio because that's where they've done an excellent job over these. You know, they, I mentioned those four, uh, four road games that they had in a row. They won three of them. And so uh, now they return home, and, and you know they're, they're looking to put on a show for the home crowd, and they've been one of the best drawing teams in the alliance this season yes indeed um and i guess the same could be said for the iron in the express you know uh don't turn the ball over especially on the irons behalf because they are great on defense and uh but also they've had their issues on offense with turnovers so you know that could be memphis's key to you know uh getting into the game but they're going to need a lot of help especially at the quarterback position yeah no doubt and like i mentioned earlier brandon silvers did a pretty good job coming off the bench uh last week and I, I would suspect, I don't know for sure, I would suspect that he might get the start, but I would think that they'll probably have some kind of package in there for Johnny Manziel. You know, not, you know, nothing like real complicated or anything, but, you know, have some, have some things that he feels comfortable with. He can run around, obviously, and that's something he can do that a defense has to contend with. And, and so, uh, but like you said, Birmingham has a very good, a very good defense, and so somehow Memphis is going to have to have some consistency. And 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 Birmingham, you know, they had some turnovers last week, right. but they were able to overcome them because of the big plays that they made on offense. And so that'll be key for the Express is is on their defense is to limit the big plays from that Birmingham offense. Well, thank you so much, Howard, man, for coming on again and doing uh, this uh, this segment with us and. Uh, Tell everybody where you can be found on social media and, and where, where you are on, uh, on the Internet. 
Well, you can follow me on Twitter at HBalzer, B-A-L-Z-E-R 721, and tweeting on a variety of subjects, including <laughs> uh, the Alliance. And then at AAF, as in Frank, AAF.com, uh, uh, you can read me there. And, of course, read all the different stories about all the teams and features and stats and game previews and all that good stuff is all at AAF.com. All right. Thank you, sir. We must do this again. Hopefully we'll have another wild weekend and we can talk about it again next week. Sounds good, Arlington. Always enjoy coming on with you. Take care. All right. That is Howard Balls, ladies and gentlemen of AAF.com. And you can always, like you said, follow him on Twitter at HBalls721. And again, follow him at AAF.com. We'll take a time out. We'll come back with more of the Alliance XFL show right after this. You're listening on the In The Zone Network. My name is Ronnie, and I have used VK Credit Repair for 30 days. And in 30 days, my credit score has gone up 90 points. Kendra gave me a clear plan of what we needed to do in order to make the improvements on my credit. She did them for me. She came through on every deadline. She gave me instructions on what to do, what not to do. I saw four collections fall off. In 30 days, that's what she did for me. My future in regards to business for my children and for me looks very promising and bright. And it's a small investment in your time and your money in regards to what it can do for you overall. So I'm just so appreciative of it. And I stand behind her because I've seen magic. I've seen it. I owe all of that to Kendra and BK Credit Repair. This is In The Zone. That just a bunch of damn bull. You should not have said that. His name has just been spoken. Spoken, so must be worse broken. Papa. Too late to explain. Bull. Watch out, watch out for the silly bull. Bullseye. the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. Back on this edition of the Alliance to XFL show, the A-Train Arlington Lane. I want to give a big thank you to Howard Balzer for joining me once again on the show. And uh, definitely want to uh, make sure that you go check him out on social media. He does a wonderful job over at the Alliance of American Football site and definitely does a wonderful job on Twitter. So make sure that you follow him at hbalzer721. Let's close out the program with a little Alliance to XFL news and notes. All right, time for a little Alliance to XFL news and notes. And over the past week, the Alliance has gone through great struggles uh, viewership-wise because of what they're up against week in and week out. 
And this weekend, it was college basketball's tournaments that they were up against. And so that alone, you're already going to have a feel that they were going to uh, not do so hot. And over the past week, weekend, that is, uh, the Arizona-Orlando game was at 354,000 viewers. Uh, and that game, which saw the Arizona uh, upset Orlando 22-17, but the biggest thing was the huge dip from the Memphis Salt Lake game. Saw it at 156,000. So had is over half of their audience was missed uh, for that game, and it was a one-sided affair where Salt Lake did win 22 to nine over Memphis. But it also saw Memphis lose their quarterback Zach Mettenberger, which led to the signing of Johnny Manziel. So hopefully some a bump will come back up on Sunday when Memphis goes at home against Birmingham. And then in the Birmingham-San Diego game, it was at 234,000 viewers. So a bit bumped back up on Sunday night, but it was a great game. If you got a chance to watch it, you know, you saw another last-second uh, event at that moment. So we talked about it, Howard Balls and I did. So get a chance to check that out and you can hear uh, how all that went down. So 234,000 viewers. Hey, but if, also make sure that you check out the app because you can watch the game in real time and you can also follow the game in real time with the game itself. And I'm hearing that it's, there's a rumor going around that's saying it's over a million people that have the app and they're using it. So that's a very good sign if true. You know, that is something that uh, folks can get behind. And speaking of that app, I'm gonna move over to the XFL, which has, had, which has not had a lot of news coming out lately. But the one thing that was going on was that they were partnering up with Your Call Football. And if you heard the show last week, I spoke a little bit about it, that Your Call Football is basically a league where you, the fans, get an opportunity to be like the coach. And Merrill Hodge is the physical coach and Solomon Wilcott, so both NFL analysts are now physical coaches of the two respective teams over in your call football. And you get the opportunity to pick those plays. So it's like a live Madden. So that's interesting. And the rumor that's being thrown out is that fans will get the opportunity to make the play calls. I'm not a fan of that. I want the coaches to do that. But if you're going to do more of a fan experience, I would look into what the Alliance has done with their app, you know, where you get an opportunity to predict uh, what the next play call is going to be and kind of tweak it a little bit, you know, if, if allowed. So at this point right now, I don't, I don't see fan play call. It's not a promising thing because it can lead to a whole bunch of craziness going on social media and all that. And that's something the XFL does not need going into 2020. Also, I spoke about Johnny Menzel with Howard Balls about it. I haven't given my personal opinion about it. My thing is that Johnny Menzel should not be playing at any time soon. Now, that, of course, is not going to be the case because of the quarterback situation that they're in now. They don't believe in Christian Hackenberg. Zach Menberger is out. So Brandon Silvers is the quarterback right now. So they needed another quarterback because they don't believe in Hackenberg if something happens to Silvers. Now, with that said, 
will Johnny Manziel be ready? I'm not sure. But I do see there's going to be a spike in viewership. It's going to bump up on that Sunday night game when Memphis plays Birmingham. Don't expect – I don't expect Memphis to win, but I do expect crazy enough mm, with the situation that they're in that Johnny may get into the game. I wish he does it. I don't want him to because he's not going to be acclimated with the offense yet. And so you got to give him some time. You got four games left in the season, but I have a feeling Mike Singletary is going to throw him out there, you know, uh, as stated by Howard Balls, and they're going to put a small package together for him just to get him acclimated to being out there again. I don't want to see that, you know, because it's going to look a mess. But Memphis is already a mess, so – you might as well go ahead and put him out there. I'm hoping in the future I get an opportunity to talk it over with Memphis team president, Kosha Irving, and get a little details about the Johnny Manziel signing and what came into that, what came into play. So hopefully I get an opportunity to do that and you'll hear it right here on the Alliance to XFL show. All right, about to wrap things up for this edition of the show. Hope that you enjoyed it. Make sure that you check out our wonderful sponsors of the show, Preferred Realty Investment Company and VK Credit Repair. And don't forget to check us out at our website at alliance2xfl.com. We did a little bit of retooling and we're going to have some more content being put out. And don't forget to check out the game of the week. You'll find out at the Alliance to XFL show on this episode seven. Find out who it is. Want to thank our friends over at Highlight Heaven that uh, provide the highlights for all the Alliance games each week. And they have been doing an excellent job and we're able to partner with them a little bit and give them some uh, exposure on the Alliance to XFL website. So find out who the game of the week is on episode seven. This is the A-Train Arlington Lane signing off. We'll catch you for another edition of the Alliance to XFL show right here on the In The Zone Network.